0: Hello and welcome to this special episode of the Prime Podcast from Prime Investor. This is Sritan Inakshi. This episode is going to be a mono guest. There are no guests and just me talking. I have been wanting to do this for quite some time and that is to talk about what I think are the most important things needed for a person to have a successful investment journey or as I would like to call it, a successful investment career. Over the past 50 years, I have met or spoken to or emailed or chatted with thousands of investors from across the country from all social strata and income and net worth levels. And these observations I present today are what I have gathered through all these experiences talking to all these people. Like all guidelines relating to investments, the younger you are, the more beneficial it could be for you. However, anyone who is in their uh, starting stages of their investment journey, I think and hope will be able to benefit from this way of thinking about investing. And if you are a mature investor and you think that a younger investor or a person just getting started with their career will find this episode useful I request you to please share it with them. In my opinion, there are five things that distinguish a successful investor from an average or a poor investor. And I'm going to present them as an ordered list of five things. However, they are not ordered as steps, like you have to do step one and then step two, etc. But they are ordered in terms of importance, I said the first day is the most important thing and it is more important than the second day, which is more in turn important than the third, etc. In essence, what I'm saying is that if you don't get the first few things right, the next few things will not matter much. Or putting it positively, the more things you get right in the order I present it, the higher the odds of uh, are your success with investments? With that preamble, let's get into it. So, here is the first thing the most important thing to get right. First, I have financial habits. By that, I mean the very mundane things like managing. Uh, monthly household incomes and expenses, you need to be at a point where you can consistently, habitually manage your expenses such that they are within your income. It might sound obvious. That means you you can save consistently. A savings rate of 15 to 20% of your net income per month is the minimum that you should shoot for. It does not matter whether you do it by increasing your income or reducing your expenses. What this means is that you need to be able to control your EMI or EMIs to an appropriate level. That is the first thing. It also means that you make wise decisions about your expenditure. For example, if you are, let's say, considering buying a car. If an 8 lakh car will help you continue to save 50% 50 of your income, you forego the desire to buy that 20 lakh car. It may also mean, in some other cases, delayed gratification of some of your desires. That is making sure that you don't fall for the temptation of acquiring something today when you can't afford it versus buying something later after you have the additional savings to do so. The reason this is the first and most important thing is that without This discipline, it does not matter how well you invest because you will not be able to do so consistently and very often you will look at your investments as a source for your spending habits. Let me say your rather imprudent spending habits. Having a disciplined financial household should thus be a ingrained habit for any amount of investment success in your life. That is the most important thing and hence it is the first on my list. The next important thing that you need to get right would be your financial temperament. Some people call it financial behavior or behavioral finance whatever be the term. What it simply means is that You need to cultivate the inner resolve to tame your instincts. Financial instincts for most people except for the very exceptional investors out there are primarily driven by fear or greed. FOMO or fear of missing out is just an expression of greed. Trying to get on a bad wagon to try to ride it to quick riches. And of course, fear strikes where the value of your investments bob in the market. Two recent examples of these are what happened with uh, crypto and COVID. A lot of people, and you may know some of them, lost significantly in the crypto and NFT craze from a couple of years ago only. And a lot of people missed an opportunity to stay invested in the initial days of the COVID panic, which meant that they did not fully participate in the rallies that follow. A good financial temperament also means understanding that you cannot afford to be too conservative or too aggressive in the market. To use an analogy, market is like fire on a cold night. You can't stay too far away, which means you won't feel the warmth but you can't get too close either. That would mean you would get burnt. Identifying the right middle path for you is what good financial temperament is all about. And of course, it also means that there is never a way to get rich quickly in an investment journey. This means that you should not run indiscriminately after every IPO and NFO that pops up and also having the right expectations from your investments is a hallmark of a good financial temperament. Without good financial temperament, it does not matter how much you invest or how you in where you invest, because you will make errors of judgments where it comes to staying invested or not. Hence, this is the second most important thing in my list. The third thing on my list is financial planning now this might sound boring but it does not have to be if done properly and you do need to pay attention to it what i mean by financial planning is simply knowing how much you are investing and for what purpose some people invest with specific goals in mind like their own retirement or their kids education or something like that some others invest just to turn their invest uh, savings into a corpus that they can use down the line Regardless, you need to be able to put a date and a target sum for your investments. The reason this is important is that only this will inform you how much you need to invest to reach your financial targets. Many people, especially the beginning of their investment journey, start experimenting with small sums of money to see how it moves in the market as a fun exercise of sorts. But without some element of planning, they will just stay there. Even if you invest consistently and stay invested consistently and patiently in good products and all that stuff, if you are under-investing in the market, it will not have a meaningful impact on your financial life and that is a very important thing that you need to understand. Only if you plan for how much you need and when you need that money, will you be able to figure out the right sum to invest and it's okay if you are not perfectly capable of doing this there are plenty of financial planners who will do this as a one-time exercise at a low cost the real expensive option is not doing this and just jumping into investing even if you get all your allocations correct and invest in great products if you under invest it will be of little use to you and your ambitions And that is the reason why this is the third most important thing on my list. The fourth thing in this order of importance is asset, wait for it, allocation, asset allocation. Now I know a lot of you may have heard this phrase uh, and either got jaded or confused by it and just went ahead and chose some good funds or stocks and started investing. That could go wrong, really wrong asset allocation isn't just a nice to have, it's a must. It's the difference between a risky all-or-nothing approach and a thoughtful diversified strategy that can weather market stops. You see the beauty of asset allocation lies in its ability to manage risk and optimize returns. I would go out on a limb and say that It is 50% of a good portfolio construction process. It is that important. Recently, when a friend asked me to construct an ETF portfolio for his overseas investments in the US, the first question I asked him was the time frame of his investments. And since I know this friend very well, I knew how much risk he was, uh, I mean, he is capable of taking. And with this information, I opened a spreadsheet And first, laid out the asset classes, equity, debt, and gold, and the percentage each of these would form in his portfolio. And without equity, how much? uh, And within equity, how much in U.S. domestic and how much in international stocks, etc. I did this without looking at any fund ratings or product specifications because they are completely needless for this step. Once I got this right, picking out the right funds for each of these categories and asset classes was simple and I could do it confidently. And most importantly, even if my product choices were not 100% correct, the fact that I had good asset allocation meant that this portfolio would have a high probability of meeting his expectations. A well thought out. Asset allocation isn't just a strategy, it's a mindset. It's your shield against volatility, your ticket to long term growth and the cornerstone of a resilient financial future. And that is why asset allocation is the fourth most important thing in my list and comes ahead of selecting good products. Finally, of course, comes product selection to fill your investment portfolio. Doubtless, you need good financial products to populate the various asset category bucket we have created for your portfolio. But what makes for good financial products? The answer to this question could be very long and be a separate episode altogether. I mean, we do an entire, we have an entire research team that works on this and all that stuff. So let me keep this uh, only to the main headline points. The products you select to fill your portfolio should have one, a good track record of consistent performance across market cycles, have the ability to deliver as as much or better than market returns, and to be able to contain losses with the markets trend low. But very importantly, they must have reasonable cost structures. If you look at these criteria, especially the last one, you can immediately see that products like Endowment Plans and Insurance and ULIPs do not fit the bill. You can also see that IPOs and NFOs are, by virtue of not having track records, risky bets. And that leaves you with reasonably reliable bets, such as blue chip stocks, index funds, actively managed funds with good track record, high quality deposits, government bonds, debt funds that manage risk well, and so on. So, when it comes to product selection, the first rule is, as they say, the medical world. Do no harm. that is, don't select bad products. And that is the reason that this is the least important thing about investing. If you have a, if you have good financial habits, good temperament, plan your investments, get your asset allocation right, even ordinary products will have a higher chance of getting you to financial prosperity. Even a simple portfolio of passively managed index funds will do in such a situation, there would be no need to over optimize at this stage. So, that's the framework, that's the priority of things to get right if you're aiming for a prosperous future through your investments. Simply put, good financial habits are more important than good temperament, which is more important than planning, and that is more important than asset allocation, and finally you can focus on good product selection. Whenever someone comes to me, and this happens all the time, Whenever someone comes to me and asks tell me a good fund to invest in or I have 5 lakhs in my hand, what should I do with it? I wish I could give them this full five course meal with these parts. And I think that will help them much, much better than telling them, you know, here are like two or three funds or here is a, you know, bunch of stocks or here is a good, uh, you know, NBFC that you can get a good rate of interest in for your deposit or some some instant uh, noodles kind of an answer so that is the framework I found this I hope you found this uh, useful I hope you enjoyed this uh, monologue and I found it informative please send your comments to contact at primeinvestor.in and I will be glad to hear from you this podcast was produced by Gaurav Menon and Rahul Matthews until next time good luck and happy investing thank you Prime Investor Financial Research Private Limited, with brand name PrimeInvestor.in, is an independent research entity offering research services on personal finance products to customers. We are a SEBI-registered research analyst with registration number INH-200008653. The discussions or recommendations, if any, made herein are an expression of views and or opinions and should not be deemed or construed to be advice for the purpose of purchase or sale of any security, nor a solicitation or offering on any investment or trading opportunity. Please make your own investment decisions based on your investment objective and financial position and using such independent advisors as you believe is necessary. Financial products discussed herein are subject to market risks. Read all scheme and security related documents carefully before investing.